and I'm Jamie. Welcome to Driver Picks the Podcast. Where I pick the podcast. And I shut my dick hole. What are you, like a fucking ringmaster at the I don't circus? Know. <laughs> All right, Jamie. <laughs> I felt like embracing the vibe today. You got ringmaster, Jamie. Yeah. Forget psychic, Jamie. Forget tradie, Jamie. You've got ringmaster, Jamie, now. And today we're going to be discussing the third episode of the third season of Supernatural titled Bad Day at Black Rock. Jamie, what did you think? So I made like three different predictions last week. Yeah. <laughs> and two of them were correct. Yeah, right. So one of them was that it takes place in a place called Black, Black Rock. Rock. Correct. Yeah. One of them was that it was a cursed rock. Not quite a rock, yeah. but close enough correct and jason yeah the third one was just completely garbage yeah, we're gonna ignore no that one we're gonna ignore that one though to be fair if sam had found a clip he would have straight, straight off, off of it. it yeah i think we should start this episode by talking about sam okay yeah absolutely i think sam in this episode is absolutely iconic and i love him <laughs> i am very excited to talk about this episode for a whole bunch of reasons yeah sam is one of them yeah jared padalecki and Killed his it. delivery yeah. of like the <laughs> Like, he just has these ones where he, he's just, like, he sounds so, like, disheartened. He's I so know, sad. Like, I things know. that are normal, everyday, like. I know. When he loses his shoe and the little sad, <laughs> he just looks so. Somehow he manages to take his six foot fucking eight frame and make it seem small. He looks like, like a child. He looks so disappointed in himself. I love it And so then he's much. just like, I lost my shoe. It's like... I know. Oh, honey. I know. Actually, there was this thing that I saw floating around Tumblr when we were going into season 15 and we were talking about like, oh, like it's the final season. They'll probably do like a lot of callbacks and stuff. And one person made a point, which I thought was fucking hilarious. And I wish I could remember the OP. I am very sorry. The point was that, wouldn't it be fucking funny if... The boys are like on some random hunt and they're in a sewer and it just happens to be the same town. Like it happens to be Black Rock and they're going along and Sam just goes, oh, and they're like, what? And he's like, my shoe. <laughs> like how fucking good would it have been? They didn't. Missed opportunity, but it would have been hilarious. Yes. No, Sam, Sam's missing shoe is and then just um, iconic. Yeah insanely good delivery of that line yeah and then you have the scene like a little bit later on where like dean's like just sit here do not do anything do not even scratch yeah. so he walks out he immediately scratches, scratches his, his nose. nose and then the heating unit goes i know I and i'm like it. sam at this point just ring like the fiber like just walk out of there yeah be very careful as you walk out of there well, you know that he would have walked straight into the arms of the fucking guys who are hunting him for sport which <laughs> let's talk about the guys who are hunting him for sport absolutely kubrick and creedy i think i think yeah. yeah the brilliance in this episode <laughs> of having the parallel plots yeah and having those two guys be like oh it's a sign from god right having seen the rest of the show that like whole bit is even fucking funnier <laughs> it is so episode. clever it works so well i'm telling you ben edland like this is why i'm saying you've got to keep an eye out for the writers ben edland is like he rarely misses <laughs> his episodes almost always slap so hard but yeah sorry go on about the the two hunter guys creedy and kubrick yeah. And the parallel plots and him being like, it's a sign from God. Yeah. And Sam just having a really bad fucking day. I know. I love I love the bit where they're in the like RV and he's looking at the Jesus thing. And the guy's like, don't play with my Jesus. <laughs> it's like, what a fucking... 
<laughs> what a line. What a, what a piece of dialogue that is. But no, I, I do love them. Unfortunately, I kind of wish that we saw more of those two. I just think that they're a very funny, like, hunting duo. Like, they're almost like the actual hunter equivalent of, like, Ed and Harry. They kind of have that sort of dynamic of, like, buddy cop. Yeah. Kind of. Um, but No um, spin-off show. Yeah. <laughs> but we don't really get to see a lot of them. However, we do get to see some more of Gordon, who is also in this episode. <laughs> Every time I see his face, I want to punch him more and more. Yeah, I get that. Like, it's like, it's funny. It's kind of the, it's kind of like John. He's just, he just, you see him and you're just like, oh, fuck that guy. Like, and I think it's very important to note here that it's not the actor themselves. No, like, it's a sign does... that the actor is doing a fantastic job that was... we want to punch these characters so much. I was so just going to say, it's, it's literally not... like the Umbridge effect. Yeah. Like, it's fantastic acting, and that's why we hate it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It is It is by no means, like, a slight on the actors. It's, like, a very severe compliment. It's not oh, like, yeah. oh, I kind of want to punch him because the way the actor plays him is, is annoying as shit. Yeah. It's, like, he plays him so well that it's The character's just... meant to be annoying. I just, I have a question about Gordon in this episode. He's on, like, so the, essentially, if you haven't seen the episode in a little while, basically Gordon's in prison as per uh, the end of, mm. is it Hunted? Yes, Hunted. In season two. So he's sitting there and Kubrick, who is one of the hunters from this episode, goes yeah. in and visits him and they're speaking, like, through the glass on the little phones. Mm. Now, this guy is very openly saying, Sam Winchester needs to die on the phone. Okay. I'm like, is no one hearing this? <laughs> Because, <laughs> like, what? Prison systems all, like, the reason they go through the phones is so it can be monitored. Is so that it can be monitored and recorded <laughs> for. I'm just sitting there, like, wait, like, at least on two, if not three separate occasions, he says the full name of someone and then says, must die. And then he's, like, fully, like, plotting his fucking prison escape. I'm like, what is happening here? Like, how is no one batting an eye? You were absolutely 100% correct here. Like, they are just fully plotting. Like, this yeah. one dude's murder and, like, a prison escape. <laughs> in the prison, on in... the fucking phone. Yeah. And the guards are just there, like, yeah, this is just a normal Tuesday. And it's like, bro, what? <laughs> what? And then fucking, oh, I love, actually, at the very end, when Kubrick's, like, convinced that, like, God is personally pointing him in the direction of Sam and, you know, he's like, it's my destiny kind of thing. And so he goes back and he's talking to Gordon and he's like, you know, like, it is a sign from God, like, you know, I'm gonna do this for you. And Gordon, like, has this look on his face like, okay, this guy is fucking crazy, but at least he's on my team. Haha, <laughs> nervous laughter. Like, <laughs> you know when Gordon is looking at a guy thinking, huh, this guy's a bit beyond help. It's, yeah. <laughs> you know it's bad when Gordon is like, hmm, seems a bit dicey. <laughs> yeah, just the dynamic there. Yeah. I, honestly, all of the... The dynamics of all of the characters in this episode are just fucking golden. Like, obviously we've got Gordon, who, like, him and Kubrick are having their, like, you know, discussions, and then Kubrick and Creedy are, like, fucking hilarious, and then, like, Sam and Dean, and then Bella? Dude. <laughs> Dude. I actually don't want to talk about Bella yet because I have a feeling we're going to rant about that for a while. Okay, sure. We'll, we'll circle back around. We'll circle back around. I want to talk about how I think it's really fun that this episode has three partner sets that we follow. Because you've got the original criminals, the two thieves who steal the uh-huh. food in the first Whose place. Whose names I 
don't know. I don't even know if they said them. I think they do. I think it's a bit like Kubrick and Creedy. Mm. Like, we only get the surnames, yeah. I think. And then, um, of course, you've got Kubrick and Creedy, and you've yeah. got the two Manchesters. Yeah. And just the way, like, the paths sort of intersect. Yeah. And Dean and Sam's whole interaction with the two original thieves. Mm-hmm. Both the fight scene, which the choreo on that. Right? Isn't it amazing? I fucking love it so much. It's so good. I love another thing about Sam. He's just apologizing to everyone in this episode. Like every single time he goes, he's like, oh, sorry. Like Dean like falls back and smashes the table. He's like, sorry. Or like when they're in the restaurant and he like stands up and walks straight into the guy and the tray goes up and it goes everywhere. So he's like, oh, sorry. And just, he's so fucking cute. It's literally like the purest bean Sam Winchester. And oh my god, when he goes, when he spills the coffee and he's like, oh, oh, jeez. <laughs> it's like, you literally are a mass, ma- you're a serial killer, but you're so cute. How is that possible? Witchcraft. <laughs> Honestly, at this point. Is that a spoiler for later seasons? <laughs> no, but like, oh, anyway, sorry, sorry. You were saying. But no, so I really love, they have like the three sort of partner sets that all sort of vaguely follow each other and it's like they're all in tandem so you've got the three storylines you're following and just the way that they're interwoven it's perfect it's insane and then of course you've got the one unknown factor which is bella yeah now let's circle back around to circle back to bella yeah no words no words she is perfection i adore her i'm so excited to hear your thoughts if you say you don't like her i'll cry I really like the fact that sort of like the introduction we get to Bella yeah. is her exploiting the fact that men are stupid and horny. Yes. Aren't they just? <laughs> Bella, she gets it. She, she gets, gets it. it. Yeah. I love the fact that they've made her like kind of like a morally grey character. Yeah. And they didn't just go, oh, this is a demon who's after the... Yes. Like, because they could have easily just made it, like, very reductive and, like, oh, she's just possessed and, like, a demon wants the yeah, no, foot. Like, I absolutely agree. I love that she's human. Yeah. I think that that makes her, as a character, a million times more interesting yeah. than if they assigned her some sort of moral code based on her, like... Genetic species. Species, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, because she's human, we're like, oh, so she's not, like, quote-unquote inherently evil because she's a demon or, like, you know... Yeah whatever it's it's like no she's a human who is just a, a person who is making choices yeah and she's I'll, not good she's not evil she's just trying to get through yeah but no so i i do think it's a really smart choice for them to have bella just be human like mm-hmm. there is no inherent like she has to be good she has to be evil mm-hmm. like i think it's really fun that she's like she's kind of in the hunter community yeah but more so in it for herself, not for the... 100%. She's purely self-motivated, and I love that. And she reads the entire rest of the hunting community fulfilled. Yes! Yes, doesn't she? And I also, I love that, like, she immediately... You know how we talk a lot about with Supernatural's female characters about the cookie-cutter approach? Yeah. She is competent and confident and, like, is all those things that apply to the cookie-cutter, but her, like, morality pulls her out of that cookie cutter because yeah. do you know what I mean like and also like I love that they've done it from the beginning yeah like they didn't introduce her earlier on and have her be sort of like cookie the girl cutter, next door sort like, of thing and then it's like revealed that she's actually not because they realize oh shit people like this character we should probably give her some sort of uh yeah backstory and or motivation and or mm-hmm. morality no they're just like from the get-go she feels like a new character yeah. and she feels really like well-rounded and like her own 
person. She doesn't feel like an accessory to the episode. She just feels like she happened to be there for this period of their yeah. lives. You know, it's I love it. It's I love Bella so much. I'm glad that I'm glad that we get to talk about her. Also, this episode, speaking of female characters, yes. they finally give the demon a name. Yes, I Maybe. I realized they said they it never like, said it in the previous episode because I was trying to think, and then they just offhandedly mentioned it here, and I was like, oh, it made me think. I literally I had a note down that said they must have given us her name last episode. How did we both miss it? But I swear to God, they didn't. Because I'm wondering, I I literally can't remember for my life. I would have to go back and rewatch. Kids are all right, but I was I was like, fuck, they did. Did they tell us it was Ruby? Because I've definitely mm. asked you about Ruby in mm. the Jamie's pre-thoughts episode. Yeah. So, but yeah. So now, now we know that it's Ruby. Yeah. Does that change your thoughts at all on her? I guess no, probably not I didn't know stage. enough about Ruby going in for it to be like, oh, that clicks a whole bunch of like things into place. Yeah. I was thinking, like it does sometimes. Like Bobby. Like I already had an idea of who Bobby was. Yeah. As a character, yeah. so I was like seeing him. I'm like, oh, that's like that all lines up. That that you know. Yeah. But then again, Bobby was named from the very beginning. Like they never. Mm. You know, it's not like with Ruby where it was like, they didn't, I, I swear to God, they didn't mention her name. That's, I, because I remember talking about it with you last episode. We were just sort of talking and I was thinking to myself, I was like, do we know her name? And you hadn't mentioned it. And I was like, well, just in case we haven't yet. I was like, I could not for my life remember. Mm. And I was like, I'm not going to give it to you in case we didn't get it. And then I was watching, yeah, the, and it was, they straight up were just like, oh yeah, Ruby. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, did, did we both just miss that? And I'm starting, like, I... I'm starting to think that they just did, like, a leverage episode two where they just straight up don't mention the <laughs> names of these characters who are going to become important and reoccurring. Yeah. And, so... uh, yeah, and you just sort of, when you watch it the first time, you don't think anything of it because they get named pretty quickly. And then afterwards, you know what the names are in your head, so it doesn't matter. If you rewatch the episode, you're just like, oh, yeah, that's... And you don't pick up on it. Yeah. yeah. Yes, no, so that's Ruby. She's not in this episode, so no. it kind of feels a little but bit. But they do redundant. give her a name. But they, she's named. So wonderful. We now have Ruby, and yes, she is obviously going to be an important and recurring character because well, we've already seen her a couple of times this season, which is only three episodes deep. And I obviously asked you about her in the pre thoughts, so yeah. kind of a, a bit of a giveaway that she's worth knowing about. Yeah. Let's quickly jump back to Sam. I think okay. for a moment. Because you read my mind, I was planning on jumping back to Sam again. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. What did you have something? Oh, did you have something? You're was, more than welcome to go first. I was just, I've just got generally some notes about some other stuff we didn't mention. But if you had something specific, I did have something. I have a go nuts. specific, which I mean, beyond the whole like Sam in this episode is just like perfect, small precious bean. Yeah, <laughs> like, trying so hard. <laughs> you just want to go. You just want to give him a hug and be yeah. like, "It's okay, buddy. Like, <laughs> it will get better." <laughs> I want to ask some questions. Specifically, they go to the storage unit, right? Oh, like, that's to work a whole other conversation, the fucking storage unit, yeah. They're trying to work out what was taken, etc. Uh-huh. They work out it's the box. But while they're in the storage unit, yeah, they find a soccer trophy for Sam, which I have questions. Yeah. One, in Bugs. Yeah, I do. I they talk about John didn't let Sam play soccer, so how the fuck does he have a soccer trophy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and two... From what I know, when would they have been in an area long for enough. long enough for Sam to complete a full season to be able to get a soccer trophy? Right? I was thinking that. I was like, unless he literally just showed up, joined the team, and played the finals, 
and then that was the one week they were fucking in town. Like, yeah, no, it. you're correct. It makes no sense. I think that the point of this in this scene is to, like, show the difference between Sam's interest and Dean's interest as yeah. children. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you're right. I was thinking that too. I was like, wasn't that a whole thing? Like, D- it, Dean made the point about bow hunting? Like, we had this discussion a season I've already, ago. Yeah, yeah, I've already made my opinions <laughs> on soccer versus bow hunting very clear. Yeah. One's a useful Why would skill, you do soccer? The other's soccer. <laughs> like, but, no, it's, yeah, so I was just like, I, I thought you established. Yeah, right. So I, I don't understand why they were like, oh, it's a soccer trophy and not like, oh, my old, like, soccer shoes or something. Yeah, like, yeah, they... That, and that would have been perfect because, like, he loses his shoes, so it was like a shoes yeah. thing. I don't know. They fucking retcon so much about John in this show that I, in moments like this kind of become like, yeah, you just excuse it because you're like, compared to some other stuff that they retcon, it's like mm-hmm. the back and forth thing they do over John. We've talked about this a million times. Yeah. Or even just like a photo of like, oh, remember that like couple of games I managed to play with that one yeah. team and it's like a team photo or something because they won a game. Like, yeah. But, but like, no, it's a fucking trophy, trophy. which implies that, because you don't just get a trophy if you play one game. Like, that's not how sport works. (laughs) It's confusing. I think, also, that scene, Dean says, it's the closest you ever came to being a boy. And, like, there are two interpretations to this line. One is a perfectly depressing line about Sam never getting to be a child. The other one is... Big yikes. Big yikes. <laughs> and from the delivery, I literally could not tell you which one it was supposed to be. Like, I think, so... though, whichever way you look at it, it's big yikes. Yes, either way it's big yikes. It's just big yikes in two very different avenues. Mm. It's either like it's it's either big yikes because of like child abuse or big yikes because of misogyny. Either way, we don't love it. Why not both? I don't know if that's an Australian-only joke. I think it might be an Australian-only joke. We'll leave it in here. And if you are not Australian, if you're Australian, just laugh with us about it. Like, tell us how iconic that that shit has been seared in my brain for the last decade. It's right up there with Ronda and Katut. I'll never forget. (laughs) Sorry for the last minute of content. Yeah. (laughs) If, If you're not Australian, have you ever seen that app? Yeah. Is, does that have global appeal? I don't know. Or is it I just mean, look, We could just probably yeah. Google it and find out, but it's more no. fun this way. Back to the... Yes, back to the actual episode. Yeah. Um, I want to... Before we move on from Storage Unit, because there's a couple yeah. more notes that I have about this particular sort of... And how depressing this of... entire scene is. Yeah. Like, let's let's fucking, for a moment... Let's talk recap. about the fact that we've got... Like we said, we've got Sam's confusing soccer trophy. Yep. We've also got... Dean's first sort-off shotgun that he made in the, what, I think he said sixth grade, so he'd be, what, 11? 11. What? Big yikes. Ah! <laughs> I'm gonna murder John Winchester with my bare hands. I just, this man, I fucking hate him so much. Like, and even, we've talked a lot about John and his, and his secrets, and the fact that the fact that he keeps secrets from his kids is just so detrimental in so many ways because it's just it it's stupid. Dean actually agrees with us. We get that in this episode. He yeah. explicitly is talking about, you know, dad and his fucking secrets. And it's like, yeah, of course John Winchester has a top secret fucking storage unit that's got all this shit in it that only Bobby knows about for some fucking reason. But no one Because Bobby did all the um the curse box. Yeah. Yeah. But thought to tell his kids about like that it would never be important for them like I, 
I just, I hate that man so much. He's, John Winchester's alive. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> John Winchester's alive. Makes me want to vomit a little bit. <laughs> if someone breaks into his storage unit, it's fine. He gets yeah. the call. He can go and deal with it. Right? That's great. He hunts monsters for a living. Yeah, I know. Like, I'd surely he would have known there was a possibility one day that he would die. What Theoretically, the fuck yeah. I don't happens. think John's out here thinking I'm immortal. Like he's no. not. He's <laughs> he, he thinks like he he obviously thinks he's very confident, which he's wrong. But yeah, moving on. Surely he has no like. Surely he knows that one day he's gonna slow down and he's gonna die. Like, yeah. what benefit have is keeping this storage locker secret? Like, why not even do fucking like uh uh what's his name thing like from Elkins the, Elkins where he has like a letter that when he dies. Like it, yeah, yeah, and yeah. so his sons then know all of his secret hiding locations. Bobby. And that. Like, so that, hey, Bobby, you know, if and when I pass away, if you're still kicking around, let Sam and Dean know about my fucking storage. You know, yeah. or like let Bobby take over like ownership of it, so like, that I, because what happens if he kicks it and no one else comes and claims it, and then the payments lapse on yeah, the storage? And unit. then what they do is open it up to the fucking public and get like, do you know what they do with storage facilities? They bid them off. They like, bid them off. Yeah. What the fuck would happen? Sorry, they auction them off. What would happen if someone just went to an auction for John Winchester's storage unit? The carnage that would ensue. Because they don't know what the fuck a curse box is. Yeah. Like, we the- saw how many people were, like, put at risk just from the one fucking object. John Winchester is actual an idiot. And I just... Uh, I'm gonna burst a fuse. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> more evidence that John Winchester is a shitty fucking hunter. Oh, he's just, just so annoying. Because, like, like, surely he knows. Like, what he does is, like, life and death. Like, it's not yeah. like he works a fucking office job. Yeah. Like, he is out here killing fucking monsters. I know. And he doesn't even consider, hmm, what's going to happen to all of these cursed fucking objects and that I keep all in the same Goddamn place. Like, yeah, what does what does when Sam I die? say? Sam calls it like a to- toxic waste dump. Yeah, which is actually a pretty like good analogy. Yeah, but it's also like here's the thing. Okay, so we talked a lot. You know, obviously John keeping secrets from the kids because he's like, oh, safety, and it's like bullshit reason, whatever. But and, like I understand not wanting to have a lot of people know where all of these yeah. cursed objects and that are because we saw what happened when Bella found out where one of these cursed yeah. objects were. But and like the thing, I think it's really interesting though that she sent somebody else to break into the storage unit. Yeah, I think she is a smart cookie. Yeah, because like I think the reason they did it narratively, yeah, from a storytelling perspective, is because there was the demon. Protection. So yeah. it means that the audience can believe that the person who paid the thieves to steal it might be possessed or might be yeah. a demon. Yeah. So that's why the demon's not just going in themselves. But it's more so because she would know it was booby-trapped. Yeah. Yeah. And didn't My... want to have to deal with that shit. Yeah, because she didn't want to get shot. My thing is that I can't for my life understand when John didn't tell Sam and Dean about like various things to do with like you know, for example, uh, Sam's involvement with the demon, right? That John knew about, that he, like, vaguely alluded to Dean, but didn't fucking mm. tell him, like, these things. Like, I understand him being able to rationalise within his own mind that he's keeping them safe by withholding that information, mm. right? But the storage locker, like, I don't understand what his reasoning would be for just not casually mentioning at some point to Dean, oh, yeah, 
the storage locker I have. I don't understand why he wouldn't tell his kids about it. Like, it just, it just doesn't make any sense. But other than that, the only other thing I wanted to mention from that scene is them being in the storage unit and Dean, like, looks down and it's, like, all, like, the blood from, like, the guy who's been shot. Yeah. And he just says, blood. And I'm like, oh, nah, really? Like, <laughs> I thought John had just been painting and spilled a bit. Like, but, like obviously it's blood. I felt like that was an unnecessary, like, I don't know. You, like, if they'd been like, hmm, that still looks fresh. Like, I feel like it would have made more sense than just being like, blood. Like, even if they said blood still fresh. And then at least they're adding something yeah. to the comment. But it's kind of like, I don't know, man. Like, I didn't think it was that much of a leap to... To put it two and two together, that that's blood on the floor. Like, it's See, a shiny I just, red liquid. I just figured that Sam was pointing it out in case Dean hadn't looked there. Because, like, oh, no, Dean's sort I of, like, Dean over the it. other side looking. I up. think Dean says it. Oh, well, then I thought Dean was pointing it out so Sam, in case Sam didn't see. Yeah. But, no, that's all I thought it was, that he was pointing it out. Yeah. Yes, I remember both their names. I just don't know which way it is, and I don't feel like explaining it again. Yeah, no, you're all good. Well, Let's talk about the parallel for a little bit in this episode. Very quickly before we do, okay. I do just want to quickly point out as well, when Sam is on the phone with Bobby, mm-hmm. and Bobby's like, oh, like, the rabbit's foot or whatever, and he's talking about it, and Sam literally says, well, Dad never told us about this thing. And I'm like, I just, I'm just tacking that onto the end of my previous rant, because for fuck's sake, John... Why do you only tell them irrelevant information and wrong information? Like, sure, you'll tell them that vampires are extinct, which is false, but you won't tell them about the very dangerous cursed rabbit's foot you have in a storage locker in New York. Fucking all right, then, buddy. What a choice. Yes, sorry. Am I allowed to talk about Yes. (laughs) I think there is a moment of comedic genius in this episode. That moment is... Dean gives the whole speech of, like, you're a thief, you're not a murderer, to the original <laughs> oh, thief. No. And then he tries to do the same speech Bella. on Bella, and Bella's not like, nah, fuck this I'm shit, gonna shoot I'm going to shoot Sam. <laughs> Iconic, because that was not a smart move on Dean's part. And, like, no. this episode has smart Dean moments, specifically throwing the rabbit's foot at Bella yeah. so that she is incentivized to destroy it because yeah. she is incredibly smart, like, up to this point, she's only touched it, like, through a cloth or yeah. using tongs. Although, it, or... I, I did wonder why she didn't just put it in a bag. Like, I don't know why she was carrying it around her house with the tongs. Like, what if her cat just picked that up? Do you think it works on cats? I mean, I, I, I didn't think about it before I said it, but I can't imagine why it wouldn't. I want to know what a good day of luck looks like for a cat. Like, will she just find an open can of tuna? Like, I don't... <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, it seems like, because it looks like a cat toy. Yeah. Right? I was like, if I was a cat and I saw that, I'd be like, hey, free fun. Let's talk about the insanely specific circumstances that rabbit's foot needs to be cut off in. (laughs) For it to be, I'm pretty, like, it was like, it has to be in a graveyard, at night, under a full moon, on a Friday Friday the 13th. 13th. Yeah. And there's one other condition that I cannot think of. I'm not sure. But But like, I... There's this funny ongoing thing about Dean and rabbits in Supernatural. I don't know. Like, it's it's a bit bizarre. But, like, he has this thing about... He's just like, man, every time there's witchcraft, like, a rabbit always gets screwed in the deal. And there's, like, there's one scene where he, like, wakes up and he, like, is just, like, kind of cuddling a rabbit. And he, like, he's like, hey, buddy. And I don't really understand why we have, like, reoccurring shots of just Dean with rabbits and, like, being sad about rabbits being dead. But we just seem to... I don't know. I It's just... It's one of those things where it's like, it seems kind of random, but it's like weird that it happened three times that I can think of off the top of my yeah. head. Anyway, sorry, go on. I don't think I had anything more to add. Oh, okay. I can put me on the spot. 
I have some moments that I'd like to talk about. I don't think we have, there's not like, they're not hugely like meaty points where like we'll rant about them for 20 minutes. But I do think they're really fun and they're probably worth mentioning. Uh One moment I want to talk about is the, of the original thieves after one of them's dead, which I saw that coming by the way, when they did the shot of the bottle and then like he casually stacks the fork. I'm like, he's going to get impaled on that. I thought it was going to be the other way though. I thought it was going to go through through his eyeball versus through his neck. But it is. I hate that death so much. I can't watch it. It's, it's so, it is something that I definitely, I was like, oh, that. He's going to trip on the bottle and he's going to impale himself in the floor. I hope the tension with that bottle, though, because he, like, kicks it initially and you're yeah. like, oh, my God, he's going to slip and he doesn't. And then it rolls and it's, like, the tension and you're, like, waiting and then nothing happens. And then he, like, just steps over it. And then you're like, oh. And then on the third time, and it just it just happens so quickly. Uh, oh, yeah. the tension of that bottle is so actually good. It's, yeah. Anyway, sorry, go on. So he's dead. His partner is, like, mourning him. Mm-hmm. And I think he has, like, a bottle of whiskey and he just pours it straight on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> He's pouring one out. It's the thing you do. I don't think you usually would pour it onto your hardwood floor, but <laughs> it's like pouring one out. It's like a thing. I, I know, know pouring the... one out is a thing, Yeah. but typically it's not directly onto the fucking floor. If I were to tell you, this is not the only time we see a man drinking alone and sadly looking at a picture of him and his buddy wearing themed hats because he misses him. <laughs> this is going to be Destiel, isn't it? It's actually not. <laughs> It's like, I was like, Beth, you're getting predictable. <laughs> no, but I was watching this and I was like, oh, that's so funny. Like, <laughs> it's, it's again that thing of like, if I had a quarter for every time this one insanely specific thing happened, yeah. I would have two quarters, which isn't a lot, but it's insane it's that, that it happened, happened twice. twice. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's so funny. Because <laughs> yeah, I think it's like, oh, I want to say season 10. I want to say season 10. We get sort of. I don't think it's a callback. I don't no. think they would be thinking about this scene when they wrote that scene, but it's funnily similar. Anyway, sorry. I just... <laughs> so I was like, that's... Like, I understand pouring one out, like, but... Yeah, straight onto the floor, not so much. Don't you normally pour one out, like, down the sink or something so yeah. that you don't have to clean up the fucking <laughs> puddle on the floor? Yeah. Like, or you normally do it outside so that it yeah, goes yeah, on, like, yeah. the, dirt. the dirt. Yeah, exactly. Like, weird choice, but okay, moving on... We also get the line, weirdo psychic freak. Yeah, I know. They use all three of the terms that we've been talking about. So they obviously freak, which we've talked yeah. about a lot. Weirdo is another one that we've yeah. talked about recently. Specifically, and, uh, Sam's weirdo visions. Yeah, exactly. And like psychic, obviously, is just the like what the situation is. But yeah, I did notice that too. And I was like, oh, I can't believe that they use that in like... That specific order by a side character because yeah, it's a yeah. Kubrick who says it. Yeah, and I love that like no one else is there to hear it. It's just Sam and yeah. those two guys who are like interrogating yeah. him. I noticed that too. And I was like, oh, I don't know if that was intentional. Like they're using the same mm. language purposefully. But like it that's got a sting because that's like. Yeah, it's like every part. Like, oh, do you know what? It's funny. I wonder if it's because of his bad luck. Where it's just like the most psychological trauma they could possibly inflict on him. So we're entering the same and just the psychological warfare chamber. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I never thought about it like that. Oh, that's great. But um, did you have anything else you want you wanted to talk about that, or are you no, just pointing it out? I, I was just pointing it out because I thought it was very um very Point interesting in. yeah. uh, that they used because you're the one who was like, oh, let's pay attention to these specific words. Yeah, it's so like hey, look, words. <laughs> Good spotting, Jamie. Thank you. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Good grade and supernatural consumption. <laughs> I 
is normal to one and possible to achieve. And also the greatest insult you've ever dealt with. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, okay, so I have a question for okay. you. It's a, yep. it's a logistics question. Oh, my favourite type of question. All right. I it's, love logistics. I know you do. I thought you'd be excited. So I'm going to quickly, I'm going to get to it tangentially. So I first want to quickly mention Biggison's, which is the fast food chain that yep. they stop in where they're the millionth customer, which hilarious. I love that scene so much. I love that they're like, okay, we're just going to lay low until we hear back from Bobby. And then immediately there's balloons, there's confetti, there's bright lights and a camera in their face and the fucking photo and Dean just looks like it's his Dean birthday so and happy. Christmas. He's thrilled. Sam is like, oh, <laughs> fuck me. Considering Sam's meant to be the one who's, like, lucky. Right? Sam just looks, like, confused and, like, partially blinded by the flashing light. And Dean looks like it is his birthday, Christmas, fucking everything rolled into one. And I love it. It's so fucking adorable. Anyway, so we have Biggison's. The reason I want to point it out is because Biggison's is kind of, like, you know how within shows they'll have like, oh, this is like the in-show version of like a, a yeah. thing that's in real life, but we're not going to pay for like the rights to it or whatever. It's kind of like their version of like Macca's. So sort of like diner. It's it's all chain like, diner that's in through the country. It's and... kind of like grilled. Oh, okay. Like it's not. Cool. Now you're going really Australian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people can Google if they want, but it's like grilled. It's like it's sit down and it's burgers, but it's also like it's a chain. Yeah. Like, it's it's not high quality, no offense, grilled, but, like, you know, it's it's that in-between between fast food and, like, sit-down dinner. The reason that I wanted to bring up Vigerson's, though, is yeah. just because it's one of those, like, in-show chains that comes up a lot, and so, like, it's you get used to the name. It's similar there, like, you know how we have, like, like if you're thinking about a servo, yeah. you might think of, like, AMPM or whatever, they have uh, the gas and sip. Okay. And so, like, it's the in-show... Oh, it's their version of, like, 7-Eleven. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's, it's like, the in-show version of, like, mm. whatever. And so I just wanted to point it out just because it's kind of, like, it'll it'll be there forever and you'll notice it. Um, but the question I have for you... Okay. The tangentially related question. Okay. They Bobby, needed an introduction that long. Yes. <laughs> Bobby, when he's on the phone with Sam, says, like, you know, if you lose it, your luck's going to turn, which is obviously what happens. Mm. First of all, Bobby deserves fucking financial compensation for this episode alone. Like, <laughs> that poor fucking man. He's like, you have one job. Don't lose it. Sam's like, right, I won't lose it. Bobby's like, everyone loses it, Sam. I'm so serious. Like, be careful. Sam puts it in an external pocket of a removable piece of clothing. Now, here is my question for you. Because I wouldn't even trust my car keys. I wouldn't put headphones in that jacket pocket. Because there is a 9 out of 10 chance... If I sit down, that's falling out. If I spin too quickly, especially women's clothes, Mm. pockets, they're so fucking small. No, it's going in an interior pocket at minimum. Honestly, I would be putting this rabbit's foot in In my fucking bra. So my question for you. I would probably like clip it to the strap up the top. Yeah, no, like it's going in my bra because that is the safest place. Like no one is going to be casually reaching into me to have like a rabbit's foot next to your tits where I keep my car keys (laughs) if I'm going shopping and I'm wearing a dress like if I don't have pockets it just goes in my in my bra but no so my question for you is yeah where are you keeping the rabbit's foot because an external pocket is clearly not safe enough it's winter so I'd probably stuff it in my boot that's see that's good in my shoe because I'm like it's obviously I'm wearing sandals right now because it's the middle of summer as we record this it's like 30 degrees today but in 
in winter, I constantly am wearing boots. I'd probably put it in my shoe. Yeah. Honestly, like, I'd probably put it in my shoe. Yeah, and then I'd keep your toes warm because it's, like, furry. <laughs> Either that or I would clip it to, like, my belt loops and then tuck it in my pocket because that's what Ooh, I used to do with keys because it's got, like, a keychain thing on yeah. it. Yeah. Which, like... is hilarious. Objectively hilarious. And so what I used to do is, like, tuck it and then it's sitting, like, right there. It's like nobody's reaching down my fucking pants. Well, that's my or thing. into my pocket to Exactly. Because it's right against my body, like... Well, that's why I'm like, well, no one is going to be able to, like, casually distract me and then reach their hand down my bra. Like, I'm going to notice. I am paying attention <laughs> to that section of my body. It doesn't matter how many drinks you spill on me. If someone puts their hand down my top, I'm going to fucking notice that. So... I was just literally sitting there, like, an external pocket of a room. And this is the thing. What if he just took off his jacket inside? What if he got a little warm? And he forgot. And he forgot. Or, like, if she had just, like, ripped it off of him. Like, he doesn't even have the excuse of... No pockets. I I don't have any pockets in my, like, jeans or whatever. Because he's a man. They get pockets. Right. Right. And if he had shoved that right down to the bottom of his jeans pocket... Again, would have been much fucking harder for her to grab and without him noticing. Imagine if he shoved his back pocket and then he sat <laughs> on it. Is there, like, punishment for sitting on the rabbit's foot? Like, <laughs> like, if you accidentally squish the rabbit's foot, like, is that, like, does that mean the rabbit's foot's broken and you get bad luck? Or do you now just have a slightly deformed rabbit's foot? I don't think it's like a mirror. I don't think breaking the, the rabbit's foot gives you bad luck. Because, like, Bobby did say it's, like, it's pretty much indestructible. So I feel like Sam behemoth as he is i don't even think his full body weight on it would do much damage but uh yeah i just wanted to know where because i was like surely but also here's the other thing you clearly don't have to be touching it for the luck to apply you just have to be in possession of it. it's kind of like the wand theory in harry potter like you can like someone can borrow your wand and it's fine but if they like take it from you it's like a different thing yeah so like couldn't it couldn't he just like put it in like the car like couldn't they have just left it in the boot kind of thing and then as long as no one takes it right yeah but then i think it's the issue of it's way easier to break into the car than it is to break into like to steal it off of him directly i mean because they're right there so i i mean it wasn't that hard to steal it from them directly i was gonna say here's the thing i think in terms of tier list yeah it goes directly on your person so that you can feel its presence at all times yeah then probably like locking it in the boot of the car when no one knows what it where it yeah. is and then like keeping it in a fucking external jacket pocket yeah <laughs> i feel like that's way down the bottom of the list but yes all right cool i'm glad to know that i love the how sam one. though he's like oh yeah she was a professional too she conned us we didn't even notice it's like it wasn't fucking hard yeah she flirted right. with you a little bit for two seconds and you were just so distracted that you didn't even fucking notice that the most precious item in the world at this moment was gone from your person what gets me is she wears a wig like what yeah was it nec- like i i love the addition of the wig but like was love- it necessary like I- they don't know who she fucking is they're not gonna recognize her my thing about the wig is that we get the scene where she removes the wig and uh. i love that so much the like the little cocky smile she's got as she puts it in the dumpster and, like, walks off and they're like, fuck it, I... Oh, I should have worn a wig today and then I could have done the dramatic oh, hair reveal one. I adore it. I just I actually have like... a wig that looks a lot like that. <laughs> I feel like it just it looks like Edna Mode. <laughs> it does. It does a little bit. I did, but I just love the addition of... I just think that, like, dr- the drama of it yeah. is very fun. It's very in character. Like, yeah. it's just that little bit extra and I, I love it. Speaking of people being extra yeah 
the fucking post-it note. Like, Dean is the most dramatic little shit of all time. <laughs> I was like, bro, when did you have your time? Did he write that? preemptively yeah like before he went into the uh-huh. apartment because like when is he gonna have done that after he's in the building is he sitting in the impala outside like with his little poster there, like <laughs> this is gonna be funny <laughs> oh i love him he's such a doof what gets me though is i don't understand necessarily why sam's luck changes because yes bella takes the rabbit's foot from him but it hasn't like changed owners mm. so how does it know yeah, that's a like, good point, actually. Ha- what is the point where it's like, oh, you no longer have the rabbit's foot? Because I would assume that it would just be... No on one a- else has touched it. Yeah. Like, it would just be the last person who touched it gets oh. luck. But, like, she doesn't touch it and nothing's... That's a really good point, actually. I've never thought about that. Because, yeah, you're right. It's The, the whole thing is that until someone else touches it, yeah. you have that And that's luck. how it changed possession from the yeah. original thief to Sam. I wonder if it's just the fact that it was taken with intent. Maybe. Rather than like, mm. because it's not like he just put it down and walked away from it. Like it was removed from his yeah. person. I wonder if that is the, the deciding factor. But it is interesting to think about because, um, yeah, in every other case, it's certainly a matter of that they lose the luck because someone else has now gained it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Oh, I realized. Sorry. This is... Sort of going back to the scene we are just okay. talking about with Dean yeah. and Bella. And this is going to be a very jumpy episode, I think. Look, it's fine. The episode itself is very jumpy, so I feel Also, I'm having fun. So. Yes, exactly. I realised I was wrong. In our episode on uh, 201 in my time of dying, you asked me about Ouija boards. Yeah. And whether or not we, like, whether See, they confirm the science fact yeah. in the Supernatural Universe. They and are. I said, oh, I think we only really see it, like, as, like, kids mucking around with them in future episodes. I forgot about this. No, Bella uses it to commune with the dead to find out where these artifacts are. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. So I, I just wanted to point it out. Yes, obviously, Ouija boards are confirmed supernatural science fact. Which I love that for her. I love that for us. <laughs> we've, <laughs> we've, solved a, we've solved a question that even I forgot the answer to. So I wanted to point that out. And I also had a question for you. Yeah. Does it seem to you... Like, 1.5 million is actually quite a low asking price, given the effect of the rabbit's foot. Because I think that 1.5 million... She's being ripped off for that price. No. And I will explain to you why. Okay. Do I think the rabbit's foot foot is worth more? Yes, undoubtedly. Mm -hmm. It is worth more. Do I think that enough people who know about the supernatural have enough money for her to get more than 1.5 million? No. Mm. I just think that because it is an occult item yeah, and it is quite an expensive occult item, I don't know if she'd be able to find somebody to pay more for it just simply because not – like if Jeff Bezos fucking knew that, (laughs) he would probably spend a couple of billion on it. Yeah. But Jeff Bezos doesn't know about the fucking supernatural. You know, like in universe. we know of. In universe. <laughs> but you know like you know what I mean? Like it's not like Elon fucking Musk is buying it. Like Yeah. So I'm assuming like it's just it's a limited limited pool of potential yeah, candidates. The Venn diagram of millionaires and people who know about the supernatural is the overlap is very small. Yeah. Okay, cool. That that makes sense then. Because so I was like, thinking about it and yeah. I was like, one and a half million for unlimited luck? Essentially like until someone takes it, which if no if no one knows about it. Yeah. Why would they try and take it from you? It's also literally you a, the dead limb safe. of an animal. 
Yeah, exactly. So, and if you've got 1.5 million to blow on a, on a random item, then you probably have a safe in your yeah. house, I would assume. So, yeah, I just felt like it was a very small asking price, but I guess you make a good point about the people who know about yeah. the Supernatural probably don't often have that much money. Yeah, it would be a pretty small crossover given that not that many people seem to know about it in general, yeah. let alone bajillionaires. Oh, I need to do my PSA for this week. I have I have a guess. You have a guess? Yeah, I'm really excited about it. I really hope I'm right. Okay. Okay. Is your PSA... Okay. Stop, drop, and roll. Is it? Is it? Jamie, please, you're smiling so big. Am I right? Is it stop, drop, and roll from when Sam gets caught on fire and he does the dumb thing of grabbing another flammable <gasps> object to whack the flames with instead of just lying on the ground and rolling like we're told to from when we're, like, five? <laughs> I'm so scared that it's not it. <laughs> so it wasn't. <laughs> but you've just made me feel really dumb because that is by far the superior PSA <laughs> for the episode. So that's what I'm going with. Stop, drop, and roll, ladies and gents. <laughs> Bethany has done it. She's cracked the code. Oh, look She's at come up so with a right. way better PSA than I did for this episode. Oh, this is my open magnet. What is it? My open magnus? Is that what it's called? Magnum opus. My magnum opus. <laughs> I immediately ruined it by getting that phrase wrong. But look, I'll take it. Better. Wait, what was it going to be? It was going to be, don't believe people's guilt without getting actual fucking evidence. Oh, that's also a good one. Uh, innocent till proven guilty. Yeah. But uh, stop dropping it. <laughs> Kubrick's literally like, okay, so what evidence, like what hard evidence do you have against this guy that he was the one opening the gate and not trying to close it? And Gorn's like, oh, I just know. Yeah, Gorn's like... like Gordon took the John Winchester approach and was like, look, I just know the information. Just take me at my word. And Kubrick was like, I. But no, yours is a million times better. That is the official PSA <laughs> for this episode. Also, I'm sure that my other PSA will be applicable to another episode at some point. Look, we'll, we can keep them both in there. We, we'll just have a, a double PSA. It's fine. Or it's a, your PSA and Beth's unsolicited advice. <laughs> I am so mad right now. <laughs> oh, okay. I know you mentioned it before, but I didn't. Uh, make my point. So I'm gonna quickly zoom back around. Okay. Yeah. To Dean doing the whole like, see, I can read people fucking bit. I hate when shows do that. Do they like, see, I can read people and I can tell. It's like you're an idiot because like you know when you're okay. You know when you are fully intending mm-hmm. on doing something. Like you're like, oh, I'll do the dishes later. The spite response. Yes, and you've done it in your own head. You've made that decision. Oh, I'm gonna do the dishes later. I'm gonna do it at like three p.m. Right? Yeah. You've made that choice, but you're doing other shit. And then someone goes out and they're like, um, can you please do the dishes? And you're like, do you know what? No, not anymore. I was fully going to, but now I'm not. Like that's that line always every time. I'm like, if someone said to me, like, if I was like you're in that position, if I'm Bella. Right? Yeah. And he, like, if he hadn't said that to me, I maybe wouldn't have shot Sam. But the fact that he said to me, like, had the audacity to be like, I know you better than you know yourself. You wouldn't. I'd be like, bitch, try me. (laughs) And she does. And I love, I love the line, actually, she has where she goes, you've got the luck. You, I can't hit. Sam? Sam, I can't miss. And I'm like, that's, I love that for you. But I do think it's lucky that Sam didn't become unlucky enough to die in that moment. Exactly, because she's like, oh, I'm smart enough. I aim for the shoulder. It's like, yeah, but you literally... Sam is unlucky. You've literally just said... Yeah. Like, he could just 
trip. Like, he could, like, have a fly buzz near his ear, he would, like, swat it and try to move, and he'd get shot in the chest. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's nothing to do with how good of an aim you are, it's to do with literally how unlucky Sam is right now. Yeah. Like, the man sat in a room doing nothing and somehow ended up unconscious on the floor after being on fire. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I just, I wanted to quickly make those points, because, like, the line... When, and it's not just Supernatural that does this. Yeah. Other shows do it too, and I fucking hate it every time. I hate the trope. I love it when I love, subvert it successfully. Yeah. And I do I do appreciate Dean's reaction when Bella shoots him. And he's like, what the hell is wrong with you? You can't Surprise just go around shooting face. people. And she's like, who here hasn't shot people? <laughs> it's, like, it's a good fucking point. <laughs> I have one more point to make for the day, and then I yeah. think I'm pretty well tapped out. Okay. And... I was doing other things, so I watched the recap. I didn't bother skipping it today. Mm-hmm. They are really proud of that homophobic joke they made at the end of Bloody Hunted when Glenn yeah. gets arrested. Because they play it again in the recap. I'm like... Yeah, about the soap? Yeah, like y'all are really doubling and down I, here. And it's a fucking rape joke. I, I don't... I literally am kind of just sitting here like, okay, the fact that it's homophobic is like one thing because like the time Straight period... one. <laughs> The time period, but like the fact that it's not only homophobic but also a homophobic rape joke, it's like, guys, what are you snorting over at the CW that you think this is funny and a good idea and should be repeated? Yeah. As like a reminder, like, hey, remember when we did this horrible thing a week ago? Just in case you forgot, here it is again. Like, big yikes. Big fucking yikes. Certainly a choice. I think we're both pretty much tapped out for this episode. Yeah. I think it goes without saying this one's a bit of a banger. But I do just want to put out an honorary mention to a couple of points that we didn't touch on, uh, which is mostly just to do with Sam's abhorrent luck in the second half of the episode. But when they go back to speak to the original thieves, Sam tries to like interject and he just walks straight into the court of the lamp, takes the yeah. lamp down, takes the radio down with him, and he just fucking goes behind the couch. And Dean's like, you are right, Sam? And he's like, yeah, I'm okay. But he doesn't even look back. He's just like... The fucking funniest, like, yeah, Dean doesn't even flinch. And the way that he takes the lamp down, it's like he almost hugs it. And it's, mm. it's so funny. I just wanted to pop it out there as an honorary mention. And the second one is when Dean is so excited to have the luck. And he's like, scratches the scratches, but also throwing the pen to yeah. jam the gun. And like, <laughs> the remote and being like, I'm Batman. <laughs> and Sam being like, yeah. You're Batman. Like, it's, but you're also about to fucking die. It's literally so funny. And also, as he's leaving Bella's apartment, when he just goes, see ya! I just, I think it's fun. I think it's cute. I think they, those moments were just worth us. Just, just peppering in at the end there. Not for any, like, serious discussion, but just as they're worth pointing out as fun moments, I think. I realised that I lied. You lied? I did have one more point. <gasps> Jamie. I'm so betrayed. I noticed <laughs> the lighting in this episode. Okay. I'm so scared. We haven't talked about the lighting in a little while and you're waggling your eyebrows at me and you're smiling and this could be a terrible thing or an excellent thing. The energy is really good right now and I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping that it's a good thing. I love the lighting in the scene where Dean is interrogating <laughs> the living thief who's still left because it's like they've done like the shadows really well yeah. and it's like lit. You can see I actually had no issues at all with the lighting yeah. for this episode. It's actually like lovely. Yeah. Whoever directed this shit, insane. They did a really uh, good Robert job. Singer. It was so uh-huh. it was Ben Edlund and Robert Singer. So you've got an A team lined up. Yeah, you could tell the everything from like the fight choreo mm-hmm. to like 
the lighting to the script to the one-liners. The like, comedic timing, everything in this episode is just gold. I can only think of one moment that I was like, ooh, big yikes. Mm. And that was at, in the recap section when they repeated the homophobic yeah. joke again. And I was yeah. like, oh. Which is not to do with this episode. No, it's just a reminder of, of Gordon's character yeah. where he ended up. So yeah. I was like, because even the stuff with like in the storage unit with like the soccer trophy, I was a bit like, oh, well, you kind of contradicted that. But also like, we are paying attention to this shit. Yeah. So like, it's kind of our job to notice when they have discrepancies have massive discrepancies like yeah. that and like i said the one line about like oh the one time you were a boy i like yeah. it could be read as misogynistic and like a mm. shitty like insult but like it also could be read as like a very depressing character yeah. read so i pr- would prefer to look at it as the depressing character mm. read and i think honestly that with the delivery it could be taken either way pretty easily yeah it was little yikes mm. it was a big yikes it was just you know? the baby yikes and let's face it this is an episode where they introduced bella there could have been so much fucking misogyny in this yeah. shit. So much. They could have made her look like because she's a woman, she was incompetent, etc. Mm. They didn't. I, I was very surprised that they decided to go this yeah. this way with it, which I'm very happy they went this way with it because I think, honestly, as an episode, this one kind of slaps. And I love that she gets out of it. Like, And we're like, she could come back at any yeah. point. Like, she doesn't get arrested. She no. doesn't get dead she doesn't like and she also doesn't leave friends with the boys i think is the other thing because she doesn't leave as friends but she also doesn't leave as like bitter enemies that are gonna it's like it's not a joe ellen bobby situation but it's also not Not like a gordon situation it's somewhere in the middle it's like there's a mutual respect there but there's not like they don't like each other (laughs) yeah they don't they're not friends but they're also not like mortal enemies who will do whatever they can to like yeah exactly so, if that is all for today's episode, that brings us to the wrap-up. So, Jamie, how would you rate this week's episode, Bad Day at Black Rock, out of five? I don't think this is going to be a surprise to you, mm. even slightly. Mm. Do you want to predict my rating before I tell you? No. Okay. Because I have an idea in my brain, and if I'm wrong, I'm going to be sad. Okay. I'm going to give this episode... Four and a half stars out of... If that's your highest score It's ever. my highest score ever. It is definitely my favourite episode ever. Like, I don't think I have enjoyed myself watching an episode of Supernatural this much. Ever. In the first so two seasons. Good. <laughs> it is very funny. It's... The pacing's great. The writing's really fantastic. Yeah. The characters, insane. Impeccable. The acting, phenomenal. Yeah. I just really enjoyed it. I don't think it was a perfect episode. I'm holding out my five stars for, like... Something incredible. For something really incredible, but, like, insanely solid. Like, I do think it was very, very good. When Supernatural does comedy well, this is, like... This is what Tall Tales could have been. Yeah, I was just going to say that. This is exactly what Tall Tales could have been. We do have another episode coming up this season, which is same vein of, like, definitely much more of a comedic Mm. lean... And I'm very much looking forward to seeing that one with you because it's another, like, this episode is iconic. So this episode that we watched today, Bad Day at Black Rock, is, like, the friend who I had who got me into this show used to have a poster that just had a picture of, like, it was, like, an art, like, it was a print. Mm. And it was a picture of Sam's shoe that he lost with just Bad Day at Black Rock. She had it framed in her room. Like, this is an iconic episode. But also Mystery Spot is another one like that. And I'm very excited Okay, fantastic. So, 4.5. I'm literally over the moon. That's going to make my spreadsheet so happy. 
so yeah, basically that is all for today. Other than prediction time, Jamie. So next week's episode is called Sin City. Do you have any thoughts or feelings? Anything that you'd like to see covered in the episode? So Sin City is normally referring to Las Vegas. They actually made a joke this episode about going to Las Vegas while they had the Lucky Rabbits. Yeah, trip. they did, yeah. So I wonder if they're actually going to go to Las Vegas. They don't have the luck anymore, but... And they lost the 46000 because Bella stole yeah. it. Which... which they didn't lose it. She took it. She took it. Yeah, I love which... that for her. Yeah. <laughs> My idol. What a right? icon. Yeah, Fantastic. so I'm going to assume something to do with Las Vegas. Maybe a spirit? Feels like a while since we've had a spirit. Okay, so your thought is maybe Las Vegas, maybe a ghost? Yeah. Cool, cool, cool beans. Thank you so much for listening to us for the last hour or so, babbling and rambling about how much we love Bella and how hilarious this episode was. If you haven't had enough and you'd like to interact with us some more, you can always find us on our social medias. So if you wanted to hit up Jamie on Twitter over at Driver Picks Pod, I feel like a fun topic of discussion could be where do you reckon you would hide the rabbit foot? If you had the rabbit foot and you knew if you lost it that you would probably die within a week, where the hell are you keeping that safe and secure? If you want to interact with Beth, you can find her on Tumblr at Driver Picks the Podcast. And let's start making some headcanons about how Sam got that soccer trophy. Because yeah. it just makes no sense that he got it by playing soccer. I love the idea that he stole it and, like, it was Sammy's first theft. And, and that's, that's why John, John was so it. proud that he kept it, not because of the soccer thing, but just, oh my god, wait, no, I just had a traumatic thought. <laughs> okay, what if Dean stole it? To give to Sam because he was supposed to play in the soccer thing, but John wouldn't let him, and then they had to move town. Like, what if Dean just stole it for Sam and was like, Here you go, buddy. You're a winner in my eyes. And then John immediately assumed Sam was the one who stole it. And so <laughs> Sam still got all the praise from the theft. Yes, exactly that. Exactly. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. Hopefully you've had just as much fun listening as we've had recording this episode. It's honestly been a blast. And hopefully we'll have you back next week for our episode on Sim City. Bye. Bye.